This is episode 607 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Best Buy Dates, What Those Numbers Stamped on Cans and Packages Really Mean. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, from time to time I get asked by listeners of the podcast or readers of Prepper Website how they can help support what I'm doing in the preparedness community. I don't have a Patreon or a donate button, but if you purchase from Amazon, you can support me by going through my link. It doesn't cost you anything extra and I get a small percentage. Now, because I can't put a direct link to Amazon in my show notes, I will have a link to Prepper website that will take you to the page where you can go to Amazon through my link. So guys, I want to let you know, you know, someone hit me up earlier or last week, I guess, and they say, hey, Todd, do you get to see what we buy on Amazon? Like, do you see the things that I buy? And I'm like, no, I don't get to see what you buy, right? Amazon doesn't show me who, who purchases what and all that kind of stuff. Now, I do get to see the items that are purchased, but it's like in one big spreadsheet and it's just, I mean, it looks like it's a big spreadsheet and it just tells me, you know, what was purchased. So I guess part of what they're doing there is to let you see if what you are linking to and the things that you are you know, recommending if those things are being purchased or other things, you know, like your audience is purchasing other things. And sometimes that helps me because I see some of the things that people are buying and I'm like, I can go and I can, you know, look, you find those items or recommend those items. And sometimes a lot of those items are things that I've already purchased myself. But I just want to let you know that I cannot see what, or Amazon does not allow us to see what uh, or who buys what, right? It's just that we get to see what is purchased. And so that helps us for our recommendations and things like that. But again, anytime you buy anything, it gives us a little percentage and it really helps out again. So thanks so much for supporting Prepper Website and the podcast by making your Amazon purchases through our links. Now guys, I talk a lot about making sure that you are aware out there of what is going on. I mean, there's a lot of craziness in the world right now, things that are happening all over the place, little hot spots. And if you are not somewhere plugged in getting alternative news, you're not going to hear about these things. You're not going to hear about these things going on, the riots that are going on like in Chile and Brazil and going on in, in I think, even Ecuador, right? There were some things going on over there. Um, Latin America is really starting to heat up as well. And it's just this overwhelming sense that people are not happy with the current state of the world and where things are, whether it's the economy, whether it's food, whether it, you know, whatever it might be, you know, people don't riot when things are good. And so you have all these things going on all over the place. Things are, uh, you know, then the reason I say pay attention to what's going on, even if it's another country, because eventually it starts to have, you know, ripple effects over to where we are. And so you always have the economy. We're always paying attention to that and and things like that. So I just want to, you know, just throw that out there again. We should always stay prepped and aware. That is always something that is important. And even if it means going to Twitter and you're following just news organizations, kind of like that's what I use Twitter for. And I'm sure a lot of people get upset because I don't follow them back. 
but I don't want my feed to get all filled up with a bunch of other stuff. I just want to be able to go there and get a quick hit of the news of what's going on. And then, of course, I have the Alt News Hub over at Prepper website. If you go to the right-hand corner of Prepper website, you do the little drop-down menu, you can go to Alt News Hub, and there's a lot of alternative news sites there, and their RSS feeds just pop up for you, and you can click into them, and that refreshes, you know, actually multiple times a day. And so you can get the latest there as well. But I'm just telling you, you know, be paying attention to what's going on. On the way home from church uh, today, I was listening to John Haller, and he has a prophecy update on YouTube. And uh, you can, you know, you can just go to YouTube and just... Uh, search for him, John Haller, it's H-A-L-L-E-R, and he's always talking about current events. Now, he talks about it in a biblical or in a spiritual you know, format. I mean, that's, that's why the purpose that he's bringing, but a lot of the times it's just current events and things that are going on, and so that would be very helpful as well if you wanted a quick little like 30-minute hour, actually it's longer than 30 minutes, like an hour uh, video of what is going on. He gives a lot of information. And so I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. It has nothing to do with what I'm talking about today in the episode and the topic. We're going to be talking about food storage, and uh, that's a very important topic as well. But I'm just thinking that we need to make sure that we are aware of what is going on out there. So that's just my two cents for staying up to date on the news and what's happening in the world. So let's go ahead and jump to our article of the podcast. It comes to us from prepschooldaily.blogspot.com. And I believe this is the first time I've ever read an article from this website. It's a website that I found not too long ago. I've been linking to it on Prepper website. But uh, there's a lot of great information here. And food storage seems to be a topic that a lot of people are still interested in. I mean, there's a lot that you can do with food storage. It's a big, big topic, but that's one of those things that people are like, hey, I can't get enough of. And the reason I'm saying that is because whenever I link to an article on Prepper website and it's food storage, it gets a lot of hits. And when I link to the Saturday prep, so if you're on my email list every Saturday, I send out uh, a, a email that has links to different, you know, just different things that are out there. Sometimes I pull from current events. Sometimes I pull from preparedness articles. Uh, Sometimes I go into the archives of Prepper website and I link to an article that I thought was really good that I think people would be interested in it. And sometimes I have to find those in because they're expired. The websites aren't around, but I'm still able to get to those webs, uh, those articles and I still share those out. And so, you know, those are Again, those are articles you couldn't get on Google or anywhere else, and I share those out on the email list. I always link to a podcast episode and then to a a video that I thought was interesting. And uh, you know, the one that I linked to this last uh, this last uh, Saturday was one on uh, a bushcraft. I can't remember his name. I can't remember the first part, but uh, it's M Bushcraft. Anyway, so he goes out and he does these weekend trips. Right, this one he did with his dog. And he just, he goes out there and you just, he doesn't do a lot of talking, but he's just, you see him, what he's doing. And sometimes just, you can learn from what people are just doing and you can just you know, observe them. And I just love those types of, uh, of uh, videos. He's, uh, he's an English guy. And so he, you know, the scenery where he goes, it's always great. You know, it's beautiful places. It's always rainy too. So uh, I think he's a, a an English guy. Maybe he's an, I'm pretty sure he's an English guy. So I don't know. So people that are listening to me from the UK, I'm sorry if I screw all that up. But anyway, so uh, it's a great 
uh, you know, just great videos there. I love seeing those types of things. So if you're not part of the email list, you want to go ahead and join. But again, food storage is one of those links. Like if I link to a food storage article, man, I know people are going to really eat that up, right? <laughs> you know, uh, figuratively, right? Eat that up. And so they're going to link, they're, they're going to want to go click over there and read what, it, what it's about. And so it's one of those things. And, and uh, it's understandable. Food is one of those things that's very important. I mean, you go hungry for a little bit and here we are, you know, we have, you know, living in the land of plenty and you go hungry for a little bit and man, you start to feel it and you get, uh, I work with someone and, and I love this person because they're so honest. They're like, we need to eat because if we don't eat, I'm going to get hangry and you don't want me to get hangry because I can't, I, I, I got to be able to, you know, eat something, right? And so uh, I love that aspect of this person because she's she's very, very honest. And think about it. I mean, you might know people that are like that. And in a survival situation, you don't want that. You want to mitigate that as much as possible. So that's why food storage is one of the, that's one reason why food storage is such a big topic. So let's go ahead and jump into this article. Again, it's uh, from prepschooldaily.blogspot.com. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. But it's best by dates what those numbers stamped on cans and packages really mean. And so this goes dives a little bit deeper into this topic so that you can make sure that you don't throw out food that might still be good. And then I'm going to read this article. It's not very long, but then I'm going to come back at the end with just some thoughts and ideas. I've actually written down five thoughts that I want to share with you. So let's go ahead and jump into this one. Again, best by dates, what those numbers stamped on cans and packages really mean. You know those various dates stamped on packages have been a business boon for food manufacturers. Because most Americans don't understand those numbers, hundreds of thousands of pounds of food get thrown away every day. So much money is wasted. Then there are those of us who do use foods way past their magical date on the package, much to the horror of those around us. Having a little understanding of these dates and how they work can make us and our family feel a little bit more reassured. So to begin with, let's take a look at the various items. So first up is Best Buy. So Best Buy dates are used by the canned food industry. They are not expiration dates. The manufacturer states that the food will remain at peak quality and nutrition through that date. It has nothing to do with safety. Again, guys, the Best Buy date, it's all about that food being at peak quality nutrition. It has nothing to do with safety. All right, so the next one up is used by. So used by is the last day peak quality is guaranteed by the manufacturer. Again, nothing to do with safety, all having to do with the quality of the food, right? Peak quality. So that doesn't mean that the day after there's a little man on the inside that com completely makes all the food, you know, go bad, right? There's not something that, that just makes it, you know, just get destroyed or whatever. It's just having to do with the food quality. So the third one is sell-by. So sell-by dates are for perishables like dairy and produce. It is the last day for which the item is at peak quality and freshness. The issue is the quality of the item, taste, freshness, consistency, not whether it is about to spoil. And guys, how, how many gallons of milk have gone down the sink because someone looks at the date on that on the milk and it's the you know one day after and it's like all right this is spoiled it's already gone bad and that's not that's not what it is at all it's just that 
it's it's that's the date that they're talking about the quality right and again talking about perishable dairy and produce and all that kind of stuff it's still good now of course you always got to smell it you just need to use your common sense there has there have been gallons of milk that i have opened up a day after the date and it didn't smell very good and it could have just been i don't know my refrigerator it could have been my 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 nose it could have been whatever it could have been the milk uh, had gone bad but it didn't go bad just because that date, because the calendar date changed. Somewhere along the line, it was already going bad if it was going bad. All right, so number four is guaranteed fresh. So guaranteed fresh usually refers to bakery items. The bread doesn't magically go bad the day after. It just may not taste quite so fresh. So noteworthy is the fact that none of these dates are required by the government. The only food that must be dated is baby formula. All those other dates, best buy, used by, sell by, guaranteed fresh, are provided voluntarily by the food manufacturers. It helps grocery stores rotate stock efficiently. The fact that most consumers don't understand the meaning of those dates and interpret them to mean discard is an added bonus. So just think about that for a second. Have you ever been to a grocery store where they were actually looking at the dates to say, okay, hey, this is, uh, I need to rotate this out or I need to get rid of this. I mean, there is a clearance. Every, every store has a clearance section, right? And sometimes it's really, really small. The issue is that food rotates just normally on a really fast basis. You know, in the grocery store, there's only a couple of days worth of food out there at any given time. And so like three days, I believe. And so, you know, it gets eaten up. The stocks on or the, the food on the shelves are going to be rotated just because people are coming in buying food all the time. It's not like your own pantry. People are, are, are buying it. So it's going to automatically rotate. So there's not, you know, stockers don't go, you know, down the down the, the grocery store aisle looking at every little thing. Do they do that to a point? Maybe they probably even have the computers are probably even letting them know, hey, this, uh, you know, these specific cans have not been purchased. Go search them out. So that's probably more of what happens versus someone going down the aisle checking every little date. Those dates are so darn small. I'm going to talk about that here in just a minute. But anyway, just another thing to, to consider and to think about that, you know, there's these dates here are not they're done voluntarily by the manufacturers. It's not something that's required by the government. All right, so moving on. You may have noticed that there are frequently some other numbers and letters on those packages, usually right before or right after the used by or best by dates. They look like a secret code, and they are, because the government doesn't require these dates, and I'm not saying the government should. There is no standardization. Companies are free to label however they want, but it can lead to confusion and certainly makes for some difficulty in decoding. All of these codes are the pack dates, and they're most often used for canned goods. Some examples of common ones are listed below, but remember, companies are free to do whatever they want or nothing at all. So here are some of the codes, right? So there's MMDDYY. That's a pretty basic one. Month, day, year. You've got this one, right? Then there's a number 1 through 365 for whatever day of the year it was canned. That's also pretty easy. Then there's a mixed code where numbers 1 through 9 are used to represent January through September, and the letters O, N, and D are for October, November, and December, and then numbers are used for the day of the month and the year. Then there's a four-digit number code where the first number is for the year, so for instance, 2019 is represented by a 9, 
and the next three digits are the day of the year. For instance, 145 would stand for the 145th day of the year, which is May 25th. Yeah, this only works if you keep your food less than 10 years. So again, that it would be uh, 9145, and that would tell you that that was May 25th, 2019. And then the last one that she discusses here is a six-digit code like the following, S03069. The S is a plant code and has nothing to do with the date. March is represented by 03. The sixth day of the month is 06. The nine is for the year, meaning this can was packaged on March 6, 2019. So why are these dates important? Well, they can help you understand how long your food may really last. In general, acidic foods like fruits will not last as long as vegetables or meats or milk. Tomatoes and pineapple seem to have the shortest shelf life. They are so acidic that the acid eats through the coating on the interior of the can and then the can itself, making a complete mess of things that causing it to leak. Pineapple and tomatoes canned in glass last much longer. So vegetables may be good up to five years, meats up to 10 years. Milk can go quite a while too, but it may turn brown and look unappealing. And I'm sure what she's talking about, when she's talking about milk here, she's talking about powdered milk or she's talking about, you know, uh, canned condensed milk. So rather than the date stamped on the can of far greater importance is to focus on the condition of the can itself and how it was stored. Is the can bulging or rusted or dented? That bulging can, can gets tossed. No questions asked. If the can is dented, the seal may have been compromised and it will be difficult to determine just by looking at it. Is it a significant dent, which is more likely to be a problem, or just pushed in a little bit? If the can is rusted, maybe it's just the beginning of rust and the rust hasn't eaten all the way through the can yet. The rule is that if the seal is intact, the food is safe regardless of age. But with dented or slightly rusted cans, it can be difficult to tell. So there is a simple test to perform when determining whether the contents are safe. First, clean the lid well. Then put a little bit of water on top and tilt the can so that the water pulls against the rim. Pierce the rim with your can opener through the little pool of water. If the water is sucked into the can, the food is good. If, however, the water is forced away or if, it bubble, or if bubbles appear through the water, the seal was compromised at some point and the food should be discarded. A commercially canned food that is stored in a cool, dry place may remain good for many years past the date stamped on the can. These foods are still safe to eat and most of the nutritional value remains as well. The color and texture may change, but the food is still safe. All right, so not a very long article, but an important one. And I really like the, the codes that she was sharing there and just being able to look at the cans and, and know that some of these codes, I mean, you know, they have all these numbers on there and you're like, I mean, I don't know what these are. But if these uh, codes help you to break it down a little bit, possibly. Again, she says that every, every manufacturer has their own code because there's nothing standardized by the government. So she was talking about the dented cans here. I just wanted, the, one of the reasons why I even wanna, wanted to go this way is yesterday I was opening up a can for my wife and it was a pop-up can of pineapple chunks and she was making a dessert or actually, I, I don't know what she was doing. She was doing something, right? So anyway, so I, I went to go pop this can open and pop tops are, when you're talking about long-term food storage, if you can 
buy the, a similar item that's not a pop top, you want to do that because pop tops are another point of failure. They're created so that you can easily open them up without a can opener. The problem is, is that if there's any buildup or any, even if they fall and they land wrong, they can just pop open. And so um, they have this, you know, this, this uh, where, where the can or the pop, the pop top will come off. That's just a point of failure. So anyway, so I uh, grabbed the, the pull tab and I opened it up and it popped, man. Juice went over me and it wasn't bad, but it, it kind of went over me. I was a little startled because it normally doesn't do something like that. And so I was like, well, ooh, wait a minute here. I'm like, how old is this can? And uh, she said, well, it's just, it's brand new. I just got it at the store and I was looking at the can, making sure it wasn't dented. I was looking, I was making sure there was no bubbles on the top. I was smelling it. It smelled good. We've eaten it. You know, we're good, right? So, but there's a little bit of thought that needs to go into it. There was no rust around the, the cans. It was not dented. It was nothing like that. And so, uh, you know, those types of things need to be considered when you're dealing with canned foods. You just need to use a little bit of common sense when it goes, when, when you're, you know, when you're looking at it and when you're dealing with it and, uh, you know, you don't want to get sick. The worst thing would be that you're in a situation where you're eating food storage or you're in a survival or maybe an emergency situation and you you eat some bad food. So on top of being in that situation, now you're dealing with food poisoning and you don't want to be in that situation. So, Let's talk a little bit about just some ideas of where we can um, take our food storage and make things a little bit easier for us when we're talking about our food storage. So here are, here are a couple of ideas that I jotted down. The first one is this. When was the last time you went through your food storage? Now, sometimes you, you think you have all the things you you have but sometimes you really don't right i mean have you ever gone to your pantry and like i know i have this item here and so you don't get it at the store or you don't buy it or whatever and you go to your pantry and you start to look for it and you don't see it where you where it's supposed to be and you're like you start searching other places and it's not there because you don't have it sometimes our mind doesn't always register every little you know can of food that we take out or every food item that we take out so sometimes when we go through, we get just a visual of what we truly have. And so I think that's really important to go through our food pantries every so often to just get a visual of what we have and what is there. All right. Sometimes you're doing that. And as you're doing that, you're inspecting the food that, that's there. That's your food storage, your, the, the food that is in your pantry. You want to be looking at the food. You want to be looking at well, first of all, you can do a quick little mental check and like, hey, uh, I haven't purchased this in a long time. Maybe I need to look at this date right here, right? And so you have that aspect of it. But then you're looking to see if there's any cans that are dented. You're looking to see if there's any cans that are rusted. You're looking to see if, you know, anything, uh, some critter hasn't gotten through, maybe chewed into your, uh, to something, some pasta or whatever that you have there. And I'm not talking about your long-term food storage. I'm talking about the stuff that's in your pantry. I'm talking about the stuff that uh, you still, that's food storage, right? And uh, I talk about that in my course, in my free course on uh, creating, you know, long-term food storage where the first place that you want to start is your pantry. That's what you want to start with. You want to have a month or two months worth of food inside of your pantry. If you can do that, that's the easiest long-term food storage uh, that you can have. So, 
you know, that's what I'm talking about. Maybe you have some pasta there and uh, you just want to make sure that it's in good shape, some rice or whatever, beans, all that kind of stuff. So you have that and you don't necessarily have it in five gallon buckets or, or ready to go for, you know, 10, 15, 25 years, anything like that. You're just getting a visual on your food and making sure, inspecting it, making sure that it's in good shape still, right? The, the next thing that you want to do is you want to start checking the dates maybe and, and use some cans before you don't feel comfortable using that item anymore. So if you're looking at the cans and again, like you said, hey, I haven't purchased this can in a long time. Let me look at it. You start looking at the best buy dates or, you know, used by dates and you're like, hey, I'm running up to this expiration. Now, there's a lot of you that are listening to this podcast that you might be like, oh, no, that's good. I'm just going to stick that sucker right back into the shelf and I'll take it out when I really need it. There's some of you that are still not convinced about the food storage that situation and that cans can be stored for many, many years past the date that is on the can. So instead of spending that money, just throwing it away, just like, hey, I know, like if you know that about yourself and maybe you're good, right? You're Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're good. Maybe you have family members that will not eat it. So maybe you, you're like, okay, I know that my family members, I'm good with this, but my family members will not eat it if they know that it's past its date. So let me go ahead and use this now. Let me use this in the recipe now so that I don't have to throw it away or waste it, right? So just a funny little side note, I think I've mentioned this one before, but a while back I made some pancakes. And so we have the mix, you know, where you just add a little bit of water and, and you just go to town. I noticed that the date, it was it was pretty far out there. I think it was a date past, and we're talking about, you know, like a flour pancake mix, right? So, you know, we're talking about uh, it's dry, but at the same time, you know, it, it's, it's ground down, right? We're not talking about rice and beans and stuff. And so uh, I think it was about a year out. And so I'm like, you know what? I, I know food storage. I know all of that. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to use this. So I started using it and I, and I cooked it up. Now, the pancakes tasted a little bit grainier than they normally did. Now, they were fine. We put butter on I put butter on them. I put syrup on them. They were good, right? I mean, I ate them and everybody else ate them. Now, at the end... One of the one of the kids rec, uh, said <laughs> it did taste a little grainy. They didn't taste exactly like all the other pancakes have done before in the past. And so I started laughing and I told my wife, I was like, hey, yeah, it was expired. So she went and she looked at the pancake mix because it was right on the top of the uh, of the trash. And she's like, I can't believe that you fed us this, right? Because it was it's it was so long past the, the date. And I'm like, no one died. Everyone's fine. <laughs> you know, we didn't die. But anyway, so now when I make pancakes, they don't trust me. They've got to look at the they got to look at the box. So you might have that kind of same situation at your home. It's like, you know what? People aren't going to trust me. So don't let things go to waste. Just use it up because you don't want to waste money that you know is just sitting there, right? You wouldn't take three, four, five dollars and just throw them away in the trash can. So use up that food storage if you know that about yourself. All right, so one, uh, a couple of other things that I want to share with you. It would be to your great benefit if you had a Sharpie that was dedicated just to your pantry, just to food. And let me tell you, sometimes Sharpies go missing in my house. So sometimes I have to hide them, right? So this is the idea. You bring home your groceries and before you put them on the pan- in the pantry, you write the date 
th- that date that you that you are coming home that that date right that day you write it down on the top of the can or on the top of the box or on the package of whatever it is so that you don't have to do a bunch of guessing right it might not be the actual package date but I don't know about you. Those those numbers are so small, and I'm getting to the point where I'm using my readers, right? I don't I don't have a prescription, but I'm using my readers on a regular basis, and I don't want to go get my readers or a magnifying glass just to see some you know a bunch of digits on a can that a lot of the times it seems like they hide and it's really hard to find. So if you write the day that you are bringing home your groceries on the groceries itself, it makes it so much easier when you're trying to look through your food storage and you're looking for things that are about to expire because all you're doing is just looking at the top. So that's a great idea to to use. So go go invest in a couple of Sharpies, some black Sharpies, and be able to write the, the date on the top of your cans while you're putting them in there. It might take a few more minutes to, to handle something like this, uh, depending on you know how much groceries you're bringing. But assign it to one of the kids, or you know just go through and do it yourself really quick, right? You're just writing the date and then you know put them into your pantry. So that, that's just a, a a good idea, I believe, that you should utilize. Number three is if you haven't incorporated some type of inventory sheet. You might want to do so. That might make it a lot easier for you. And so in my course, so I have the free course. I've already mentioned it. There's a link in the show notes. If you haven't taken it, it'll take you an hour to get through, right? And it's just a free course that you can take over at prepperwebsite.net on long-term food storage. Now, along with that, I turned that that video, that audio into an ebook. And in the ebook, I have two worksheets that go along that I talk about in the uh, in the course that are included in that ebook, and one of them is a menu, and I walk you through that menu and how to make it, and it I mean it's really easy how to make a one week menu, right? And so you multiply that by two times, then you have two weeks worth of food storage. You multiply that by four times, you have a month. And then I go into greater detail in in the uh, in the course and in the ebook. So you know I think that might be something that you might want to look at. But the other thing that I include is just an inventory sheet. So the way this would work is one day you pull out all your food in your pantry and then you mark down how many boxes, how many cans, how many you know whatever you have, how many packages of pasta that you have on this inventory sheet. And then you put it back into your pantry. And while you're doing it, you might even want to mark the date down. If you haven't done that before, use the Sharpie. And so you put it back into your pantry. So now you have the number of things that are inside of your pantry, right? The number of items. So whenever you use something, you're able to mark it down. It's like, hey, I have 10 cans of of, uh, green beans. So now I used one of them for dinner. I only have nine. So instead of going through your food storage and trying to figure out like, okay, how much do I really have? You can look at this inventory sheet and have a good idea. And so this inventory sheet also uh, works as a grocery list as well. 
So you print off multiple copies of this. You have one as an inventory sheet, and then you have another one as a grocery list of what you need to purchase at the grocery store. And so you take one can of green beans off and you know you want to have 10 cans of green beans at all times, or maybe you want to have 20 or 30 cans of green beans at all times. You add that to your grocery list and it just makes it really easy for you to be very purposeful and to keep up on your food storage and know exactly what you have. So you're not surprised, right? You're not, you don't go and like, Hey, I thought I had, I thought I purchased a lot of pinto beans before. Right. And then you, you go and you look in your, in your pantry and you realize, wow, that was like a long time ago. And I've gone through all those. I didn't even realize it. Right. And so, um, if you are interested in that ebook, if you haven't taken the course, I'm going to recommend it's a free course. Again, it's in the show notes. It's a, it'll take you an hour to get through. But if you want the ebook and the two worksheets that go down with that or, or inside of that, it's only $3. And again, I'm not trying to get rich. I'm not trying to you know make a lot of money off of that. I just The money that I make off of that just helps to continue to support what I'm doing with Prepper website. So if you're interested in that ebook and the two worksheets, Again, I think the menu worksheet and working through that so that you can easily have a month, two months, three months worth of food storage in your food pantry. I think that really works out well. And then the inventory list, I think, is a big benefit. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes if you want to look into that and purchase that. So another thing to talk about very briefly here is do you stock up your pantry from recipes that you are from a menu that you are creating and recipes that you know that you're going to need the stuff or do you add just a lot of stuff do you just like i'm just adding vegetables and and this and that and all all this kind of stuff into my pantry and then it's just there and so maybe if you're a person that does a lot of scratch cooking you're cooking from scratch you're doing uh you know you're doing all that kind of stuff maybe you need a lot of those types of items where you just want to be able to go but the majority of people are looking at you know they're feeding your family you're, you're feeding your family you're you're thinking about what's for dinner what's for lunch what's for breakfast and so it might be easier to think in menu recipes right or I'm saying menus but think about recipes. And so you're stocking up your food storage in that way. So instead of just going to the grocery store and buying a blindly a whole bunch of stuff, you know that from your menu, and again, you can use bounce off of the ebook that I just mentioned here, you know that you're going to need to have this ingredient and this ingredient and this ingredient, and that will cover, you know, three or four meals, right? And so you are basing your food storage off of meals. So you don't want to, and the idea is this, you don't want to be in an emergency situation or the poop hits the fan and you're going to your to your pantry and you're like, okay, what can I make? I can grab a little bit of this. I can grab a little bit of this. Instead, you want to be thinking in meals, right? I want to go to my pantry. I'm like, I, I'm making this meal and this is what I need. And so it's there's not a lot of thought in there. I don't know if you've ever done a a menu before, but when you have a menu, there's not a lot of thinking like, oh, what do I make today? What do I need? Do I have all the ingredients? When you have a menu and you have the items that that you need to be able to cook the the items on that menu, it's so much easier because you go and like, okay, today's Monday. What was I making for Monday? I was making meatloaf. What do I need for meatloaf? Boom, you have it all there already because you you planned it out. And so I think that's an important 
I guess just a philosophy when you're thinking about your food pantry is like you're thinking about meals instead of just stocking it up with random cans and items that way. All right. So anyway, that's just a a way of thinking about it that I wanted to share. And then lastly, I want to bring this up. Do you have the extras? And what I mean by that, I'm I'm talking about spices. Do you have spices? Uh, When we, we talk about stocking up on food and cans and all that kind of junk, but do you have spices? Do you have pepper? Do you have salt uh, to to be able to, if, let's just say you couldn't go to the grocery store, right? It, or you just ran out. I mean, how convenient is it that you run out of something and you just go to your pantry because you have it there? So do you have the extras? Do you have the extra spices? Do you have salt? Do you have pepper? You know, salt is so cheap. It's not. It's not too difficult to understand that you should be stocking up on salt. And so you have that in your pantry. Do you have that? Do maybe do you have some sugar and you can uh you know you might need to package sugar up so it's not as tempting to critters out there. But you know having some sh- sugar there. Do you have other condiments that you use? Are you stockpiling those? Maybe some ketchup, maybe some mayonnaise, you know unless you're making your own type of mayonnaise and stuff like that, but do you have those? Those items in there, those condiments, maybe some hot sauce, maybe your favorite hot sauce that you love. Again, dates are going to play a very important part in some of this stuff, right? Like condiments and things like that. Um, Not so much in the spices, although, yeah, spices can go a lot longer, but uh, you still want to beware of the dates on spices and, and that kind of stuff. But you know, the condiments and things like that. I don't know how many times we've gotten to the bottom of a mayonnaise jar and you're like, we're out of mayonnaise. Well, no, we've got mayonnaise in the food pantry, right? And how easy it is just to walk over there and do that instead of having to say, you know, do I want to go get in the car and drive down to the grocery store or do I want to just go without, right? And how, how great is it to be able to do that? And then when I say extras, I'm also talking about things like coffee, do you have extra coffee? I mean, some people buy one can of coffee and that's it. So if you were in a poop hit the fan situation, do you have more coffee that you can, again, you're going to be rotating that out as well. And so uh, other things like drinks, the little drinks. And I know that not too long ago, or maybe I say not too long ago, it was probably uh, months ago, years ago, a year ago, we were talking about the little packages of uh, that you can drop into like a water bottle, right? And so it might be like lemonade, powdered lemonade, powdered fruit uh, juice, whatever it might be, grape, I don't know, uh, whatever whatever you, peach, peach tea, right? Whatever you want to drink. But some of those have vitamins and other, you know, um, immune boosting minerals and antioxidants and all that kind of stuff inside of those. So I think some of those for... Uh, stocking up your pantry and having those in a survival situation, even having those maybe in your bug out bag or a a take home bag. I think those are are beneficial because, you know, we can drink water and water is very important. You should be drinking water. We need to stay hydrated. A lot of people don't even realize they, they are dehydrated because they don't drink enough water. But at the same time, there's times when you want something a little extra. You want to have a little bit of lemonade. You want to have a little bit of a, you know, a, a punch. You want to have something different, right? A, a citrus type, you know, drink or whatever. And so having that there with some extra, you know, minerals, vitamins, antioxidants, whatever else they add to it. And I, I can't remember all the, the things that you can get inside of those. 
I think those would be very beneficial. And so that's another thing that you want to consider for your food storage is what about the extras? Do you have a section in your food pantry where you're rotating these things out because these things are going to be very important. And we, a lot of times we think about cans, we think about stuff like pasta, but are we thinking about the extra things that just make eating food more pleasurable, right? And so you can include that into your food storage. Well, guys, that's it for this article. Like always, I'm going to link to this article in the show notes. So you can go over there and you might want to look at the codes that I mentioned above, you might want to look at those just a little bit more carefully. So next time you look at a best buy date, then you can get the idea of what, uh, you know, what they're, what they're really truly saying, you know, the secret code from the manufacturer and, uh, you can kind of decipher that. But anyway, a great website over here at prep school daily. Again, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. You can go over there and check it out. Uh, they, they're posting a lot of great stuff over there. Well, guys, that is it for episode 607. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on this episode and on this week. I just want to just thank you so much for being a part of the Prepper Website Podcast and the community. I just greatly appreciate it. Hey, if you're listening to this episode, wherever you might be listening to it and you you have not subscribed, we are on all the podcast networks. So make sure you hit subscribe and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness coming to you from the Prepper website. Hey, and also I want to make sure that you connect with me. Now, I'm on social media, but guys, I got to tell you, I'm spending less and less time there. There's a lot of reasons for that. I, I just don't think it's smart to be spending so much time and revealing so much information there. Remember, everything you click, everything you like, every you know, everything that you you do, somewhere along the line, there's a little bit of a uh, there's there's some crumbs that you're leaving behind. Facebook knows what you're what you're clicking on. Twitter knows what you're clicking on. You know, the, the social media, Instagram knows what you're clicking on. So I'm spending less and less time there. So if you truly want to connect with me, I'd love for you to be part of the Prepper website email list. Now, the email list, I email, try to email every Tuesday morning with you know an article or a video or something interesting for the preparedness community. And then I always send out the Saturday prep on Saturday morning. So when you wake up, you can grab your coffee and you can open up your email and you can go through what I have for you on in the Saturday prep. And um, there's, there's usually something in there for everyone, right? And so you can also communicate with me through email as well. So replying, many people reply back to the email and just want to drop me a line. A lot of the times it's like, hey, Todd, thanks for this. Or, you know, they're asking me a question. So I'd love to communicate through email. You know, email's easy. Everybody has email. You can email from your phone. And so I'd love to be able to communicate that way as well. So uh, I'd love to be able to connect with you. And so I hope you will consider that. So remember that I have a link in the show notes for the ebook if you're interested in that. Uh, there's going to be a link to, to the Amazon link as well. And then also to the email list and to the, to the food storage uh, course. If you want to do that food storage course, take a look at the show notes and uh, you can bounce over from there. You can also bounce over to Prepper website. Uh, remember, we post somewhere between 8 to 12 links every single day of the greatest preparedness st- articles that are out there, the best that's out there. And then we also have links to specific pages like the Alt News Hub, Conspiracy Theories, Firearms, DIY, 
I mean, it's, it's all there. So that's you'll find that on Prepper website. There is a link to Prepper website, a direct link in the show notes as well. But you'll find all those links on the right corner of Prepper website, and you can go get a lot of more information. There's just a lot of great information out there. And like I said earlier, I think we really truly need to stay prepped and aware. So with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.